Someone say power. Power. This week is uh, basically a continuation of last week's uh, message, last week's sermon. And uh, last Sunday was Pentecost, right? We are Pentecostals. Our favorite Bible verse is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That is that is our, our verse. That is what we... So we talked about it last week. That word power is the Greek dunamai, related to dunamis. Think dynamite, right? Think power. Think about explosive power, power to, to power that causes something to happen, power that, that causes transformation, power that changes things, power that moves things, power that shakes things, power that awakens things. It's this power that transforms things. It's one of the functions of the Holy Spirit is to empower the people of God as both the church and as the individual to live as citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Power to live as ambassadors. Power to live as kingdom people. The power of God is not just power for our enjoyment. It's power for our employment. It's not just power to make us feel good. It's power to make us be good. It's power to make us witnesses. It is kingdom power. And in Luke chapter 9, we see Jesus sending out 12 disciples to proclaim this good news of the kingdom. I'm going to tell you something. You're only going to get out of the sermon this morning what you put into the sermon this morning. Amen? You're only going to get out what you put in. See Jesus sending out the 12 disciples to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. You've got your Bible open to Luke chapter 9. As you guys know, we are we are preaching through the gospel of Luke. This is week 24. And I don't know how much more we got. We got a lot to go. Luke 24, 24th week in Luke. We're at chapter 9. Summoning the 12. Jesus gave them power and what's the word there? Power and Authority over on no, who got their Bibles open. That's right. Good job. Summoning the twelve, he gave them power and authority over all the demons and to heal diseases. Then he sent them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And Jesus told them, take nothing for the road, no staff, no traveling bag, no bread, no money. Don't take an extra shirt, whatever house you stay, enter there and leave from there. And if they do not welcome you when you leave that town. Shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and traveled from the village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing everywhere. We're going to look at this passage this morning a little bit, and then we're going to try to make some application to ourselves in 21st century America. So the first thing we see here is that it is the mission is kingdom proclamation and demonstration. So if you're taking notes, that's what you want to write down. The mission is kingdom demonstration and proclamation. He sent them out on a mission. The mission was to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom and to heal people. There is a kingdom link between gospel proclamation and gospel demonstration. When there is gospel proclamation, there should be gospel demonstration. You should see the kingdom at work when you hear the kingdom preached. They should go hand in hand. We should see the, both the power and the proclamation of the gospel. Now Jesus tells them that fulfilling that mission is going to cause conflict. It's going to put them right up against the demonic. It's going to put them right up against spiritual wickedness and rulers in high places and, and rulers of darkness. And in order for the disciples to fulfill their mission, it would require power and authority. Not their own power. What is this power? This power is the ability and the strength to cause something to happen. So they needed power. They needed ability and strength to cause something to happen. But they also needed authority, not their own authority. What is authority? Authority is the right to act with the power that you've been given. 
says, if you're, if you're taking notes or writing down notes, praise the Lord for you. If you are writing notes or taking notes, you are the preacher's best friend on Sunday morning. Take nothing. Take nothing. You would think that Jesus, that Jesus would tell them to pack a few things. That Jesus would tell them to pack plenty for the mission. You're going to need some clothes, you're going to need some food, you're going to need a staff. Get your toothbrush, your, your, your deodorant. Don't forget your hair product. Jesus, nope, that's, that's not what Jesus says. Jesus tells them to take nothing. Take nothing. They, were, they, they could not put their trust in their own They could not put their hope in their own abilities. Some would believe them, some would receive their message, and they would be welcomed. They would see miracles, but they could not trust in their own abilities. They could not trust in their own resources. Take nothing for the journey. This was done, this was customary. This was done when Jews would leave a Gentile region. They didn't want to have the dust of the Gentiles on their feet and their sandals. They didn't want, they didn't want to have anything to do with, with those unclean Gentiles. And so it was a customary thing for when Jews would walk through a Gentile region, when they got out of the Gentile region, to, to shake their feet so that the dust of the Gentiles was, was left because Gentiles were unclean and it was a sign of judgment. It was a sign of judgment against the Gentiles that we don't want anything to do with you because you're not God's people. So, so we, we want to make sure that we don't take any of this uncleanliness with us. We want to we be who God's called us to be. So shake the dust off. That's what they said. If they reject the message of the kingdom, shake the dust off of your feet. It's a sign of judgment against those who have rejected the disciples. It's a sign that they have rejected the gospel, that they have rejected the kingdom, and that they have no hope, but the people of God will say, you know what? We have done what we can do. We have presented the gospel. We have proclaimed, the disciples would say, but they have rejected us. They have rejected not just us, but they have rejected the gospel. And so we don't want to have anything to do with this place anymore. We're going to move on where God calls us to. sends out 72. In Luke 9, we see him sending out these 12. And in Luke 10, he sends out 72. Gives them the same type of instructions. He sends out these 72 followers to proclaim and to demonstrate the kingdom. And he gives them this truth, and it's an encouragement and a warning. You got your Bibles open, Luke chapter 10, and we're going to read this, verses 2 and 3. I'm reading from the, the Christian Standard Bible. He told them the harvest is what? Harvest.
there's plenty, the harvest is, in the CSB it says abundant. The harvest is abundant. I'll give you a second to get there. Luke chapter 10, verse 2 and 3. The harvest is, but the workers are few. Therefore, therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into the harvest. Now, go. I'm sending you out like lambs among is abundant. There are few workers in the field. You will be praying. Sign me up, Jesus. Right? But they hear this command. They obey what the Lord says. They obey what Jesus says. There's, 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 there's a harvest. There's a harvest out there. There are is abundant, but there's too few workers. Now, when you go out, you're going to be praying. You're like lambs among wolves. But there is much work to be done. There is much kingdom to be proclaimed. There is a great harvest of souls who will receive the word and will, re- and will walk and accept the word of the kingdom, the word of the Lord. But it takes workers. You're going to be praying. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Folks, the wolves are going to be chomping at you. They're going to be coming at you. These 72 go. And in verse 17 of Luke chapter 10, you've still got your Bible open, your app open. Luke chapter 10, verse 17, the 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. The 72 have been given authority and power. Not their own power, not their own authority. But the fact that this spiritual wickedness, that these, the demonic was subject to them, encouraged them, and it caused them to celebrate. They rejoiced that even the demons were subject to them. Jesus, though, is not impressed. Verse 18 of Luke chapter 10, you've got your Bibles open. He said, I watched Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Look, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing at all all will harm you. However, don't rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Jesus tells these these 72, you you think it's impressive. You think it's impressive that these demons were subject to you, that you had the ability, the power, and the authority to, to heal the sick and to cast out devils. You think that's impressive. Well, listen, I was there when Satan rebelled against the kingdom of heaven, and I was there when he was banished from the very presence of God. I was there, Jesus said. I saw him fall from heaven like lightning. I was there. says, if I've commanded action to take place, action is going to happen. Walk in that authority, but rejoice in this. I love this. Walk in the authority that you have been given. Walk in the power and the authority that you have been given, but don't rejoice in the power and the authority. Rejoice that you have access to heaven that Satan doesn't have. Rejoice not in the authority and the power over devils, but rejoice. 
you have that authority. The why is what matters. The why is you belong to that kingdom. Don't rejoice in the what you have. Rejoice in the why you have it. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Ephesians 6.12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. Just like Jesus told them that, that they were going to be able to cast out devils in his name because they were going to come up against devils. Paul reminds us in Ephesians that we are going to come up against spiritual rulers. That we are going to need this same power and this same authority. But we don't rejoice in the what we have, we rejoice in the why we have it. For this reason, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and of sound mind or sound judgment. 1 Corinthians 4.20, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. There's a lot of folks that talk a big game. that talk and talk and talk. But they don't walk in power. They don't walk in authority. The kingdom of God is not just about what we say, it's about what we do. Proclamation, demonstration. to destroy you, to defeat you, to destroy your family, to destroy your, your future, to destroy your life. There is a real enemy who will tempt you, he will test you, he will try you, he will, he will put situations and things in front of you, he will put a magnifying glass in front of your face to make a situation look bigger than it is, to cause you to fear and to, 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 to run from what God is trying to do. Citizen of heaven, you will come up against 
try to fool you. The enemy will try to ensnare you. The enemy will try to, to, to cause you to walk in, in bitterness or to walk in hatred. The enemy will call, try to cause you to walk in, in, in ashes and despair and defeat. The enemy will try to get you to, to walk in, in sin. The enemy will try to get you to, to walk away from what God's called you. He will try to get you to walk away from your purpose. He will try to get you to walk away from your assignment. The enemy will try to, to use whatever schemes he can. Paul says, do not be ignorant of the enemy's scheme. You are not fighting against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Wake up and recognize that the battle that you're facing, or that you are fighting, and the things that you are going through is not just part of life. It is an attack from the enemy. Wake up, walk in power and authority, and take your stand. Good thing I don't have a mic. I would have thrown it. Wake up. Wake up, O sleeper, Paul says, tells us. the enemy is coming. Yes, we are in the last days and the enemy is launching an attack to distract and to, and to thwart the plans of God and the people of God. And the enemy will use whatever he can to try to dissolve the church, but the gates of hell will not stand, will not prevail against the church because the church is God's plan. It's God's people. It's God's idea. And God will keep the church. Will you be part of the church that God keeps? in things and resources to accomplish the mission for which we have been called. We trusted our abilities. We trusted our ability to draw a crowd. We trusted our ability to make life look really cool. We trusted our ability to, 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 to make the check-in look great when kids come in. We trusted our abilities to, 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 to put on a happy face so that people like us and want to come back. And we put all this effort in and we forget about the power and the authority we've been given. Because we're, 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 we're walking in the world's power instead of God's power. We're trying to do God's things the world's way and it does not. ourselves and we wear ourselves out because we're walking our own strength, we're walking our own power. Take nothing, walk in the power and the authority of God. It is not going to be accomplished by your abilities or your resources. God will use your abilities, he will use your resources, but you will not accomplish anything apart from God. in our abilities, we trust in our marketing, we trust in our band, we trust in our brand, we trust in our coolness factor, we trust in our programs, we trust take nothing. Until the church stops trusting in the world systems, the church will only going to change hearts and 
is going to reach. The only thing that is going to silence the enemy and save souls is the church on mission, operating in the power and the authority of Jesus. I'll say it again so if you're taking notes, you can write it down. The only thing that's going to silence the enemy and save souls is the church on mission, operating in the power and the authority of Jesus. I'll say this right now. We don't need more stuff. We need more freedom. We don't need more program. We need more power. We don't need more activity. We need more authority. That is good preaching, Pastor. said, shake the dust off. We must stop worrying about pleasing the ones who reject the proclamation and demonstration of the gospel. We must stop worrying about pleasing the ones who reject the proclamation and demonstration of the gospel. What do I mean? What am I talking about? We must worry about the lost. But we must stop stop catering to those who have heard the message and rejected it. We must stop trying to make everybody happy. We must stop wasting all of our time and energy and resources trying to convince folks to come along and just walk in the power and the authority of the kingdom and the kingdom assignment we have been given. That is good preaching. If we waste all of our time and energy and resources trying to convince folks to come along, we have forgotten about the harvest in front of us. There's, there are too many lost folks churches to be worrying about making sure everybody in their pews are happy. We should be working together. The harvest is abundant. There are few workers in the field. You will be world, you'll have trouble. Thank you, Jesus. No promise. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. See, the promises of God aren't bound up in some false reality. The promises of God are bound up in the reality of what we will see and live through. We will have trouble. We will be prey. But be of good cheer. He has overcome the world and he has given us the power and the and to walk in kingdom power. Get your eyes on the mission field in front of us. Understand the seriousness of the mission. Realize that anything that prevents us from the mission and the assignment is either a wolf preying on us or is, be, or is being used by the enemy to distract us from the kingdom mission assignment. Stop being prey. You are a target. You master are a target. You are prey. The church is a target. This church is a target. We must make up our minds to stop giving in as prey and to start spending time in prayer and power and authority. going to save this this nation, the only thing that's going to save this world, the only thing that's going to save the lost is gospel, proclamation, and demonstration. 
the only thing that's going to save this generation and, and the generation of my son and my daughter and the generation under them is gospel proclamation and gospel demonstration. We need power and authority. We need to walk in power and authority, and we need to encourage our sons and daughters to walk in power and authority and to long for the power and authority of God in their lives more than anything else. We need more than anything. This generation needs an encounter with
this, and I remember when God did that, and I remember God did that for a reason. God did that not so you'd make an idol of it, but so that you could build a build a build an altar there and make it a place of testimony and a place to remember to cause you to move forward, not to cause you to keep going backwards. to be like this, or it has to be like that, or there has to be this many people there, there has to be this happening, or there has to be, stop making idols of experiences. Make an altar of encounter. When you begin to rejoice in the said something that went against the will of the Father, and Jesus just said, get behind me, Satan. Satan has desired to sift you as wheat, but by me. Satan wants to sift you, he wants to destroy you, he wants to defeat you, he wants to defeat the mission and the method and, and, and the work.
much younger. Just say, I'm not going to take this raise in hand. I'm going to pray for this. Lady. No. You tired of being prayed and you serious about this. I said, I want you to come up to the front. I want to pray for you. I want to anoint you. I want to lay hands on you. And I want you to lift your hands. I want you to sing. I want you to shout. I want you to cry. I want you to pray. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, have a prayer language. Pray in the Spirit. Continue to be ravaged, or you can rejoice in victory. If that's you this morning, would you come as we sing?